What's up, everyone? This is episode 38 of the TorontoGameDose.com podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Steve, the main dude behind TorontoGameDose.com. Uh, with me, as always, is Brett. Oh, I was reading something. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brett from Heart Circle. Maybe it didn't click with you. Yeah, I was I was reading something. I was looking over some analytics, and I was like, oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> so I got I got distracted. Uh, maybe not distracted, but we also have Dan here as well, composing Dan. What is that? Oh, thank you for responding right away. You're welcome. <laughs> From Brett, what are you looking at analytics for? Uh, it's just I was just looking over Hard Circle Analytics actually, just seeing how our website's doing oh, over nice. the last two weeks. Nice. Because I've been working on it, so I was just like, "Huh, what's going on here?" I noticed a few tweets. Is that uh, do you have some games up now? Those games have been. Those are my old games that we made a long time ago. But they weren't up before, right? Because you, when you relaunch, like the original, the OG site that I saw when we first kind of started talking, mm-hmm. you, your games were up there, and I played them. They're good. Yeah. <clears throat> and then you relaunched Hard Circle, but it didn't come with the games, right? Yeah. And now I've been working away, putting the games back back in slowly. Mm. So, That's... yeah. But uh, now there's at least six games that are playable there. Oh. So I'm just looking at the analytics to see if everyone's playing them. Right on. And uh, so far, so good. Do they, uh, like, are they hosted on another site and are you linking to them or are you hosting? No, they're on my, they're on my server. Oh, okay. Right on. Yeah. Cool. So I was like, originally we were linking to the the places that like hosting them. And then I was just like, why don't we just put them on our site and just you know, open it up and let let everybody play. So we've been kind of working at working on that, like slow and steady, just updating a couple games every now and then when we have time. So that way, there's no ads and stuff for people. They can yeah, there's no ads in them, no no banner ads or anything like that. So it's just you know simple, just come and play them, enjoy them. And play. I think they're the better versions too, because like when we gave them to uh, to like the client and stuff they the client would kind of want to alter them a little bit so these are the original before any client altered them so yeah it's hardcircle.com right yeah how how do i uh how do i turn off sound um usually there's a button i can turn off music but playing commando rush right now but i can't turn off the like jumping sound and stuff should be an option for sound as well Take both, because I wouldn't. I would oh, there we go. Like yeah. Oh, dope. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Thanks for playing the games live. No problem. <laughs> I'll review them. Uh, yeah, you could review the Flash games. <laughs> no. <laughs> Reviews I might drop anyway, so whatever. Is Uh-oh. that is that stock music in Commando Rush, or did you have a composer do that? Uh, that one, I think. Oh, that one specifically came from somebody else. Right. Um, is Commando Rush like an original IP or is that somebody, is that something that you... Commando Rush was a IP by um, the um, by Miniclip. Oh. So, yeah, it, it's their IP and then they contracted us to uh, fix it. Cool. Uh, to make it actually. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah, that's kind of how we 
did this one. So that's their IP. They have like there you uh, have the music and everything. Yeah, I think they gave us the music, but we uh, contracted out the sound effects. Oh, right on. Um, Yeah, I believe that's how we did it. So it's kind of funny, though. um, Like, playing this version on my website, uh, they put this stupid mini clip ad in the corner. So if you go to any of the other menus, the back button is actually down in that corner where that that button is that they put. I'm I'm just like, why? So it it sucks. You can't go to any other menu without like resetting the whole game and coming back. And yeah, it's kind of annoying. So I've been thinking about opening opening up the game and moving the back button to a different spot, just because of that little ad that's in the way. And I didn't know that would ever be there. Like talking with the client, he never said anything about it. Yeah, we're going to put an advert down there. Mm-hmm. So. Well, they probably just put it in afterwards because you're going to have to try and click through it to get to the back button eventually. I don't even think it disappears. <laughs> oh, it does I it? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't, I've never clicked it. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, it's annoying. Yeah. Right. But, cool. whatevs. You gotta get, uh, I don't see Pixel, Pixel Jones on here. Uh, yeah, it'll be up there eventually. Nice. It's, well, it's not called Pixel Jones, the original, so. But it'll be up there. What's the OG called? Uh, Pixel Quest. Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it'll be up eventually. Oh, Ooh. you wrote a you wrote a blog post about thing. Yep. Oh, and TorontoGamedevs.com right there. Yep. Nice. Um, all right, let's go to hype time. What's up with the hype? <laughs> well, that's new. Yep. <laughs> Just remixing it. That's a good one. Something different. Something different. All right, director of hype. Um, I got nothing. Yeah, <laughs> just game it. dev drinks. Uh, yeah, no, I haven't seen anything come up in my feed lately. How about anything new? So, uh, friends of the friends of the site, Oddbird Studios, on something right now. It's probably going to be too late, but let's at least just shout out to them. Uh, where are they? Hashtag an underscore two thousand sixteen. Hmm? No idea what that is. Um, but they're at some. I thought I saw something else. I thought. Something. Oh, Anime North. That's right. Oh, yeah. Anime North is right now. Oh, there's games at that too. Uh, nice to talk about that last week, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know Anime North was the was this 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 weekend. We're finding uh, out about these things too late. We find out about them on yeah. the podcast before it comes out. <laughs> it was. It just happened. But like my friend Melissa was telling me, she's like, "Oh, I'm going to Anime North," and I was like, "Oh, that's." That's this week. I totally forgot. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, so that's going on right now, which everyone will miss. So, <laughs> but next year. Next year, be ready. <laughs> Anime North 2017. Yeah. We're either too late by a week or early by a year, depending on how you look at it. Yep. <laughs> We're covered for next year. We're good. Yeah. I thought I, I, thought I saw something was happening soon, but. You're either the worst or the best director of hype. <laughs> well, people just need to send me the stuff. Like no, I no, can't no. follow we, everybody. No, we discussed this. You need to follow everybody. <laughs> I, I'm trying, but just sometimes the information falls through the cracks, and there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah, true. Um, but Dan, you got something you want to hype up? Well, yeah, the same thing as last week. Really, that um, attack of the OSTs too. 
Um, actually, a tweet just got floated out there by, um, let's see, who was that who said that? Uh, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and it's gone. Uh, no, no, it is still here. Um, Jacob, Jacob Link, L-I-N-C-K-E, at Jacob Link, Jacob, L-I-N-C-K-E. Anyway, he just said, uh, only three more days of this awesome OST bundle and a few more dollars to unlock the Runbo OST Volume 2 by at Composing Dan. So, yeah, I think it's like 20, it's like 50 bucks away or something like that from unlocking um, the next level, which happens to be Volume 2 of the Runbo OST. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the most important thing being that it's for a good cause. So uh, if anybody hears this podcast and cares to share, retweet about it. Hopefully we can make a little bit more money for uh, my music dot my music RX, which can also be followed at at my music RX. And they just bring music to um, sick kids really. And that's pretty awesome. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I don't know if, uh, to be honest, I don't even know if the artists get a cut. I believe they do, um, but that's not even really the, the, the point of it. I believe 20% is the number that goes to the charity. Mm-hmm. But um, hopefully, hopefully they make some bank off of this. Uh, actually, I just noticed too that actual Sunlight OST is on there too, and that's from uh, Will O'Neill, so another Toronto developer. So, yeah, totally. Was there any other Toronto games up on there? Uh, I was just looking at. I don't see any. Like, I don't recognize any of these other ones. Um, yeah, actual Sunlight. That's right. But actual Sunlight is yeah. That's on Vita. Very easy, hundred percent trophies. Uh, if, <laughs> if you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um. Yeah, I was trying to find that. I could have swore I saw something that I wanted to talk about on the podcast in terms of hype, but I can't find it. And uh, we never plan anything on this thing, so that's, um, that's, that's the way it should be, though. Yeah. Well, we're having a big party for game dev drinks. Yeah, game dev drinks party's coming up, and it oh. sounded like uh, the bar owner there at the bottom. I don't, I don't know his name. What's his name? Uh, no? Fred. Fred. It sounded like Fred was going to pipe up some pizzas or something. Yeah, it sounded like it too. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to be the case, but it sounded like he might pipe up some food there. Yep, which would be sweet. I agree. I was like, I wasn't. I didn't, I never ever expected it, and it sounded like he was like, "Yeah, we're going to do something." They yeah, did. me. Yeah, Brett and I were just sitting at the bar um, during game dev drinks. We went down to grab a quick pint, and mm-hmm. uh, he just kind of said, "Hey, it's the one year anniversary coming up." Did he even like? Did you tell him that, or did he just remember? Uh. I, we talked about it because I usually I have to book the the venue. Oh right! So I told them like, this is what's happening. So no, that's yeah, pretty sweet. That's I mean that's a great thing for a bar to have on an off night on a Wednesday. Yeah, have like the whole top floor filled, which is I'm sh- I'm sure typically empty. Mm-hmm. Have the whole top floor filled with guys once a month just drinking and eating food. Awesome. Yeah, she she like some of the waitresses are like, you got to give us a little bit of a heads up, because <laughs> the one day the that board game day they got destroyed. Did they? Yeah, because <laughs> we had like fifty odd people and the kitchen staff was just getting hammered, <laughs> and they were like, you have to kind of give us a heads up for who's coming, like how many you expect. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, yeah, I never thought about telling you guys how many to expect. <laughs> but especially for board game night because everybody's sitting down playing a game. So it's nice to have like a sandwich or some fries yeah. or salad or something. Yeah, yeah. I remember the one month we did it and we we used all their glasses. Like they had to like come back up and like take our glasses because they were running out. Because we were just drinking faster than they had glasses. Nice. 
It's good times. Good times. It'll be Always nice. good times at game dev drinks. Hopefully it'll be a good bash. I hope so. I think Should, I think it will be. I'll be putting out all the uh, information probably this week. Who, so. Uh, so are you having like a, a central speaker? Is it just is this just going to be a get together sort of thing? This one's going to just be a celebration, and I'm trying to get a lot of the uh, past speakers to come out and hang and network with everybody. So it's going to just be a, a gathering of the masses. Yeah, we should have a couple games set up too. That'd be pretty cool. I can bring uh, I can bring the Wii U again for Rumbo if you want. Hmm. Yeah, we bring, could set up some games. Yeah, we should. You know, there's like one or two TVs with some multiplayer action going. People can have some fun just playing some stuff too mm. and chatting it up. Yeah. Yep. Right on. I'm down. Um, that's, that's, I think he, that's it for hype. He hooked you up with pizza before too, so yeah, it's going down. There you go. It's going um, down. When when are you going to hook me up with uh, with my dinners? <laughs> Live when, on I'm, when I'm when I'm uh, officially working. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, you owe me two. You know this, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Don't try to weasel out of it. Uh, two, two meals. Two meals. You have to get them both at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> a yeah, salad, a salad, both, uh, and a like, sandwich at the same time. So <laughs> I'll eat two dinners. Uh, shout out to patrons: Tabby, Rory, Chris, Dan, Toby, Stephen, Renaud, Tyler, Lee, uh, and Anthony and Devon. Wow, nice. there's there's some new names in there. Twelve. What, what are you going to do when we hit like ninety nine? Uh, to tell you to own up to your uh, commitment. To I, I will. <laughs> I will be number one hundred. There you go. We're we're at twelve still. So yeah, we're moving up. Every now and then, I get an email that's just like so and so has has pledged whatever. So nice. pa- patrons are awesome. They're always uh, they're they're helping out. I I don't know what to do with the money that. Kind of keeps coming because it's just like sitting in PayPal. And I'm just like, I should do something with this. So mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what yet, but it's coming. Um, all right. If we're done with hype time, let's just move on to news time. Cool. News, news, news. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh, on there. So slow <laughs> week, mostly on my part, just because I, not to get into it, but I had some personal stuff, so I didn't really do write that much but um it was three things right i only have two open i closed one of them yeah i have three what's the first one starseed no that's the that was the latest one um physics flyer yeah capsule uh infinite uh is out now on ios and android there's a paid version with no ads and then there's a free version with with ads but luke o'connor reached out to me on email uh Daily, or friendly reminder that if you ever want to get written about on torontogamedes.com, all you have to do is do something and then email me at steve at Uh Although apologies to Luke because he emailed me like three weeks ago and then I finally got around <laughs> to it. Gmail is like – I use Outlook at work and I can structure it nicely and I, I don't lose like track mm-hmm. of emails. Gmail is like a complete piece of shit in comparison. Mm-hmm. Um I don't. I don't like Gmail. Uh, how the labels work? Labels are just they're just annoying. Like these tabs at the top here, where it says primary social promotions. Yep. Like if I could just make like four more. You mean customize your own tabs? Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. Oh, I can. Uh, I can do I that. Know. <laughs> like I wish I just like set up Outlook instead because um, we use Outlook at work and it's fine. Like if I. 
Yeah. It's Capsule with a K. Why don't you just use that? Outlook at home. Is that a thing? Don't you have it? It's on Google. I mean, don't worry about email problems. Oh, wait. Deal with that later. We're talking about Capsule right now. All right. Right. It turned into a random rant, but I forgot you don't use Windows. So, yeah, you don't get that. Yeah. Um, So, there's a trailer, some screenshots there. It's basically a. uh, Looks cool. It's it's an inspiration of like Lunar Lander. Like, you. It's all the levels are kind of randomly generated, and you play as that little kind of like square with two little rockets. Um, And you. Control like left rockets, bottom left uh, of your screen, and then right rockets like bottom right side of the oh, screen. Okay. And you kind of like have to balance and just basically get from one platform to the other. But the levels are like randomly uh, generated. So, so is the is the black space and versus the white space is the black sort of like a reversed gravity? I believe section? so. Yes, I don't this- think. Hold on, let me. The design of it is pretty badass. It's really. Like, I mean, it's so minimalist. Yeah, I'm downloading it right now. Yeah, so there's there's links at the bottom there. There's Twitter as well. You can follow them. Um, why is it not downloading? Install. Oh, that's why. Dude, every time you try to download something, you have problems on your Android. Yeah, this time it was just I was just logged into the my wrong the wrong account that didn't have my phone registered to it. So on it now. <laughs> playing it right now too it's it took me a while to like and portrait and landscape or just landscape uh looks like a landscape only landscape that's the that's good where i'm holding vertical right jeez yes yeah that (laughs) whatever (laughs) (laughs) it took me a while to like get a hang of the game like the controls because they're pretty uh like if you kind of mess up once like it's really tough to get back from that mm-hmm. the other thing i like is that you just kind of keep moving on like you don't have to, when you die you don't like restart back oh. to like stage one um you just so kind of, so what's the the purpose of the game is to get from one platform to the other yeah like whatever platform you start on then there's another one somewhere else in the level i see but then you have to navigate through and land on that other platform yeah but there's a bunch of shit in the way so i think like um, I think sometimes these games have like sort of a feel gauge or anything like that, Jeez. which this one doesn't have. Um, mm-hmm. So you can kind of take your time. I was almost wondering if this game was going to have like gyroscope sort of controls when I when I first saw it. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, that'd be as with how sensitive it is. That'd be bad. That'd be tough. Yeah, that'd be tough. It's like it took me a while to like kind of just get the hang of it. Um, yeah, I, I was it's, like. It's- I'm having a little difficulty with it. There's also like gray sections that have like higher gra- oh. like higher gravity. So the black sections have a different sense of gravity or reverse gravity than the white sections, right? Yeah. Cool. Um, it's fun though. I mean, I'm actually doing. I'm playing it right now, and I'm actually doing way better than I was doing like when I first downloaded it. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm popping all over the place. Yeah, you gotta. <laughs> The first like two levels is the is the hardest, and then it's kind of you kind of like learn the controls a little bit. They're just really there like they're fun though. Uh, like I said, it's free download on both Android and iOS, so give it a shot. There's also the paid one. Um, it does take some real skill to come up with something that's so minimalist, so simple, but still really compelling and like still fun to play. You know what I mean? That's that's tough to do. Yeah, like there's no like like there's no graphics here. It's just, you know what I mean? It's just like it blocks, um, but it it. You, you kind of like right away you sort of know what you have to do 
not not necessarily in terms of like you know the the graphics or 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 this game really in particular, but just that concept of creating something real simple like that. Like right. what was that? Was it Osmosis or, or Osmos or something? Where it was really just a tap that you would tap behind your your bubble and combine with other bubbles and stuff like that. Do you remember that game? Um, I, I crazy kinda, simple, but so good. Oh shit! Yeah, I kind of have like uh, some like distant memories of it. I don't think I ever played it though. Well, let me see if I can. Yeah, good. it was called Osmos, O S M O S. So simple and so like addicting. Yeah. Oh oh oh. <laughs> this yeah, I'm 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 feeling it. Oh oh, great part, bad. I'm horrible at flying. My phone's upstairs there. charging. I can't play with you guys. Oh. That's what the podcast has become, though. <laughs> yep. You got to be ready for these mobile just, games. Just listening to us play games. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So download is called uh, Capsule Infinite from Luke O'Connor. I include the Twitter on his uh, on his um, on the post as well. Capsule with a K. Yeah, Capsule with a K. There's a free one and, and uh, a paid one. So. Oh shoot. There you go. <laughs> Seal of approval from Brett sounds like. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. There you go. Nice. Number number two. Actually, before we kind of move on, it's still kind of in news time. Brett, do you want to talk about uh, Billions of Cast while we're still kind of in the phone, the mobile space here? Uh, yeah, we could do a brief brief talk about Billions of Cats. What's the update um, on Billions of Cats? So the update on Billions of Cats is if if everyone's been following Hard Circle and all that jazz on Twitter – um, we're currently in our alpha development stage of Billions of Cats. So pretty much we've sent out just a small handful of emails to select people just to kind of play test the game, get a little bit of feedback. And uh, we're, we're going to be doing an update probably Wednesday, maybe Thursday with a whole bunch of little changes. And then uh, I'll be doing another release for uh, another group of people to play it so and it's only on google right now so no uh no uh apple people can play it yet so yeah i, didn't, yeah. I didn't get that email because you have an apple device how come uh can you go into detail now how come you went with just google for now because it's easier is it <laughs> yeah, but, I, but didn't you say on this on this podcast it's just a click of a button yeah but okay so with Dan, apple, do you remember this I do remember that. There you go. Yeah, it is. But with <laughs> Apple, it's like you have uh, you have to own Apple products, right? Like, right. I don't have an Apple computer here or an Apple phone, so I am an Apple developer. But until I have like my phone and MacBook to actually push the game out on, mm-hmm. then I can't put it out there yet. So I have to buy one of those, get all that. I have to get the gear. That's the downside to Apple. That's why everyone does Google first, unless they already have the Apple devices. So there's a little bit of a barrier to entry on Apple. But uh, aside from that, um, once you're in, it's it's fine, you know. But like if I had Apple gear right now, I'd be building at the same time. There'd be two two builds right now. But I'm not sure about Apple. Like I have never developed for Apple, so I'm not sure if they have like a an alpha stage and a beta stage before you release the the game out. So I can't comment on that side of things. But I think they do. I feel like I've received uh, like codes mm. um, ahead, and also actually a game we'll talk about in the future, or like in this podcast, uh, Alphabets from um, from Shane. Uh, mm-hmm. He gave me a co- the game comes out on June, but he gave me a code for it. 
Right. Um, so that's like some sort of, I don't know if that counts as a beta, but it's, it's a pre-release of something. So, yeah, they probably have the same stuff as Google. Like I wouldn't, I would not say like, I, I would not assume that Apple is like a caveman and they're so far behind with like development tools. So I'm, I'm pretty sure they probably have like, here's the beta keys to send out to people and all oh, that yeah. stuff. I, I've so. been a beta tester on some audio apps before for, mm-hmm. for iPad that's cool. iOS and stuff, and and yeah, they send me, um, they send me a file that I can through iTunes toss onto my iPad and <laughs> test out, and give them notes and whatnot. It's mm-hmm. pretty sweet. Yo, these these anti these black sections, the anti gravity sections, mm-hmm. are tough. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening, but <laughs> oh, there we go. Perfect. Um, all right, then we can just move on again. The number two, Shadow Heroes: Vengeance and Flames, out now on early access. Uh, so this is from Allied Games. Uh, Patreon's got this game, um, but they have uh, so cool. I'll just quote: Shadow Heroes is an online game where players from around the world compete in epic battles with hundreds of units using weapons, magics, and tactics. Hire new units, customize their loadouts and items you have collected. Combine items together to make them stronger. Give yourself an edge in combat. Can you find the enemy's weak spot and exploit it? Are you able to react accordingly to counter your opponent's strategy? So it's kind of like a strategy um, mm-hmm. game, but it's out on early access right now. Um, and there's a trailer and everything like that. It actually looks kind of cool. Um, kind of reminds me of like Command and Conquer and stuff like that. I haven't played it yet though. That's one thing. I don't know, Dan. Did you you got Patreon codes? Did you manage to play this or no? Is this uh, on Steam? Yeah. No. No. Did have not managed to play it yet. Uh, actually, it's only it it's, for Mac? It's, no, it's Windows only. Actually, I just saw Windows only. Yeah, that's probably why. I usually check and see if it's Windows only. Then Dan, I should you're supposed be giving to pass it to, over here, bro. should be giving them to Brett. <laughs> <laughs> Brett could just become his own patron. You got to pay. Yeah, you got to pay half my Patreon, my Patreon dues. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> if I can, if... Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm coming on board. When I, I'll be number 100. That's, <laughs> I might not even get that far. Like that's, I'm at 12, and I've been doing patron for a year. So, well, maybe this game does look sweet, though. Yeah, it looks interesting. Um, actually, Brad, I might have some codes for you. Oh yeah, shucky ducky. Uh, I I have no idea if these codes will work. Um, because I got them. You said that Steam codes don't expire, right? I don't think they do. All right, so if you're listening to this podcast right now, 2AX9VZWAWNYAG4D, and then we have another one, 5LE396888NV21D7, and then one more, QXWOCWZYL2ZMLLM. So am I supposed to take one of those? Like, what's up with that? <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm, I'm messaging you another one. Relax. <laughs> Sick. Nice. So all right. To anybody else is actually is, listening. Boom. This is all for uh, Shadow Heroes. Yeah, Shadow Heroes on on Steam for the early access. So I'm ready cool. to play. That's great. Live on the podcast. There you go. I'm pretty sure. I'm reading the email. I'm pretty sure I understand what they gave me. So, um, yeah. So there's a trailer and, and whatnot. And there's a link to the Steam page. Ten percent discount at least when I wrote it. I don't know about now. Uh, no, it's no longer 10%. So, uh, 10.99. Uh, 
give it a shot. Um, cool. You know, let us know what you think. Yeah, totally. Are you guys like, uh, have you played many games like this, this sort of strategy based? Um, what, I mean, what, what, what do you call this type of game? It looks like an RTS. Yeah, it looks like an RTS. Yeah, right, right. Real time strategy, just in case you don't know what it is. Boom. I played uh, some I, of the, these types of things in the past. Yeah, I played like Command and Conquer back in the day and stuff. Yeah, um, I, I, haven't, I haven't played like a modern uh, RTS in a while, so yeah, I haven't really seen anything that's like really caught my eye. Well, I mean, the big one is uh, is StarCraft, right? Yeah, and yeah, that one I haven't really got into. Same. I used to be. A little into it, like, yeah, I don't know that one. I play. I'd rather play, like, uh, Warcraft. So that's the one I played the most. Yeah, I never really Command Conquer was really the only one that I got into, and it was the Red Alert one. I forget. Yeah. Was that Red like two? Uh, yes. Where the like Soviets come and invade the states? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, that one was awesome. And funny enough, it was like it, I remember it had uh, like actual actors and stuff for the 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 intro, the intros and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was it was hilarious. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> the one. With, they had like full motion video. That's right. Yeah, they had, I totally like, forgot about that. Real people and stuff. It was great. But the story—I just remember the story was so cool because it's like the Soviets come in and like just take over, and like there's a there's a shot of like. Um, of you know, uh, planes and stuff coming into New York City and bombing the mm-hmm. hell out of it. So, there's uh, been like like I've I've played tons of them. Like I, I just remember like the '90s was like a great time for RTS games because like you had like Age of yeah. Mythology. Oh yeah, um, yeah, that's right. Uh, what else was there? I like played one in the 90s. I can't remember the name of it now. I'm trying to. I'm looking. I'm trying to find it. I played the crap out of one. In the nineties, now it's it's gone. Mm. I can't remember it. Uh, there's this one I've been like I've been wanting to play for a while, and it's called uh, Company of Heroes Two, mm. or just Company of Heroes in general. Right. Um, I've been putting that off forever, and I keep on meaning to go back and playing it, like to buy it and play it. But uh, yeah, it's on my list of RTSs to play. <clears throat> I think it's made in. I don't know if that game is made. In Canada, I think it's a BC studio that's made it. I could totally be wrong, and it's like published by Sega. So, I actually wrote music for one. Uh, for, I, I wrote music for uh, Battle Goat, their uh, Supreme Ruler game. Oh yeah, that's a, you did music for that game. I did. I did some. When? Not all of it. It was like it was. It was a while ago. I, I did like the main theme for their Cold War uh, version, and then I did the main theme for their. Um, 1936 i believe like their uh, world war ii one that the last one that they did mm-hmm. and then uh also some some uh, uh music for the access and the allies and mm-hmm. different different countries mm. um how did that and, happen oh i just uh yeah we, we i'm not sure i can't remember how, exactly how it started but this was back in the day this was like before um, yeah well, I was still in school, actually, just finishing school. Uh, but it was great. Uh, there was some really great uh, tunes that came out of that. So I, I wrote, like, for each country, right? So I had 
like add one for Italy, one for the States, one for Germany, mm. one for Japan. Uh, um, can I hear this music anywhere? Um, I can give it to you. <laughs> Sick. I want to hear it. I've got the the main theme, the Supreme Ruler main theme out there somewhere. Uh, is it on the YouTube? Uh, yeah, it, pro- it probably is. Um, Which one was Supreme Ruler? Supreme Ruler what? Twenty twenty? Um, it was nineteen thirty six. I don't think I did the twenty twenty one. Uh, I don't know. Maybe somebody posted it on YouTube. Cold War soundtrack main theme. I got Supreme Ruler Cold War soundtrack Russian theme. Is that you? Uh, no, no. For the Cold War stuff, I only did um, the main theme. Uh, intro music? Intro, intro music, I guess. Yeah. Menu theme. Um, I'm di- we're digging deep live. <laughs> yeah, there's one called Menu Theme. Is this you? What? What's it called? Oh, you sent it to me? Let's see. <laughs> Um, intro music. Let's see. Yeah. Oh man, this sounds like a student made it. (laughs) 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 I'll post it. I'll for for those listening. I'll post it in the 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 article for the podcast. Do it. What a Uh, diss! That was like that was like a minute and a half of just waiting, and you like you knew the joke right away. <laughs> you know, I hadn't set up. <laughs> of course, you gotta. I'm setting them up, and then you gotta hit it down. It's just like volleyball. Crushes dreams. Yeah, the intro music, the menu music, and then uh, I did the main theme for 1936 as well. I believe that's probably around somewhere. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna find it all. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of music kicking around for that game in the ether. That's cool. I didn't know you did that music at all. Yeah, yeah, some of those, you know. They, uh, yeah, it was fun. It was like different, a different thing, you know. So how'd you get that job as a student, though? Um, yeah, just did, they you just, kept... did you just work for nothing? No, no, they paid me. I, I don't recall what I charged, to be honest, but. Um, I was like, this was my second time through school and I was going to Berkeley for film scoring and whatnot. So I was, I was like a student, but right on the verge of sort of getting going. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was like the end of my student, my career. And, uh, and then on the next game, on the 1936 game, I, I just also happened to get that job at Eggplant around the same time that they wanted some more music for their next title. And it was like really tough to balance both, you know, that's like, I'm just starting to learn how at that point, how to uh, have sort of work-life balance and and Mm -hmm. figure out how much work you can take on and whatnot. And uh, this opportunity for like full-time work um, at Eggplant popped up around the same time. So it made it really difficult to get stuff done and stuff, but uh, I finally figured out a balance and how to get everything going. And then, uh, and then, yeah, I wrote a bunch more music for them later on for their next game. Great, like, great group of guys, man. Like, really, really nice. They, um, I remember one guy, Dave Thompson, um, Chris, Christian Latour, he worked for them at, at mm-hmm. the time. Um, a guy named Dax, who I think, I'm not sure if he's still working on games or whatever, but yeah, regardless, good team. Like, that, like, Supreme Ruler is known as like an RTS that's like really, really detailed in terms of yeah it's like 
yeah, it's like history detailed. Yeah, it's like if you're a history buff, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna love that game. Like yeah, that's an RTS stuff. for you. Yeah, I don't think I've ever like heard the series before this conversation. So it's made from a Hamilton developer, yeah. Battle Goat. I don't think Battle Goat's around anymore. I don't believe but, so. Uh, I think they still support like their. Yeah, they still support what's out there. George, it was it was his house that they that they worked out of. They had like a a studio. I remember driving out there. It's like a long dirt road, and he had like this nice house way out in the country. Mm -hmm. And uh, they just all went there and worked every day. Yeah, it was a four man team, I believe. And George is still there, I think, um, supporting like the the Supreme Ruler, all the Battlegoat titles and stuff like that. But yeah, I think they've Mm -hmm. moved on. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. When did when did this game come out? Like when was this? What year? Uh, published on December. Oh, I don't know. It, they it, have a like I think Supreme Ruler twenty twenty is like last year. Was the they? I know they came out with something like within twenty twenty fifteen or twenty fourteen was roughly like their last Battle Go game that was an RTS. I think nineteen thirty six was their last game, wasn't it? I think twenty twenty was like one of their one of their first ones. Twenty twenty nine. 2010. No, yeah, 2020 was 2009. Yeah, mm-hmm. their last game was 1936, their, their World War II RTS. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I did I did a podcast for Sound of Play. Um, Leon Cox at Rats O'Albion um, runs that podcast, and uh, I featured one of the tracks that I wrote for 1936 on it. <clears throat> Just a podcast for, like, composers and people were into mm-hmm. um, video game music and whatnot and uh oh i got them on the site battle ghost studios yeah yeah totally they have a uh, supreme ruler ultimate i don't know what that is yeah it's a really detailed series man like it's it's pretty it's pretty intense supreme and ruler got, ultimate sounds like it'd be like everything they've got quite a quite a, like a you know it's a, it's a niche fan base, but man, the people who who play it and are into it are just like really into it. Yeah, it's it's totally out there. Like it's it's its own niche of an RTS, that's for sure. Hmm. Yeah, it's quite impressive what they're able to string together. But yeah, people should go and play it, buy it, play it. Yeah, check it out. It's especially if you're in RTS. Yeah. this is like a. It's a totally different RTS, totally Cause, different. Because it's like the managing of of diplomatic stuff too, right? Like political mm-hmm. stuff, um, trade. Like there's just so many facets, and yeah. like, real historical events will pop out throughout the course, obviously, and you have to deal with them. Yeah, the forums yeah. are still pretty active. <clears throat> I'm looking at their like the forums on uh, Battle Goat, and. You know, last post May 29, two thousand sixteen. Like yeah. people are posting like today and this week and stuff. So they, it just must be like the fans. No, they've got they've definitely got a dedicated fan base. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yep. Boom. Yeah, it was a lot of fun writing music for these guys. They're really, really good group of guys. And I ended, I ended up coming up with a way um, of. Uh, <laughs> narrowing it down like narrow, narrowing down what they wanted musically speaking because oftentimes it's hard to talk to um developers or directors or producers about a, a musical style that, mm-hmm. that that suits something you know if they don't necessarily talk in a musical language which is fine um you know you, don't, you can't expect them to that's why they've hired you obviously 
but um, I'm trying to find ways to easily communicate to them what you know what direction you should go into. Um, it's a lot better than getting really far down the rabbit hole and then realizing what you've done isn't what they wanted. <laughs> yeah, and that can be a real disaster. Um, you, like you kind of avoid that with the plague, like like the plague. Honestly, like I, I came up with this way. I, I'm sure it's been done many times before, but I did this thing where on the first project that I worked with these guys, I created a folder of ten tracks that were already existing from other games that were similar, mm-hmm. and um, I just labeled them one through ten. So there was no like um, uh, sort of preconceived notions by any titles uh, going in when they listened to it. And I threw some curveballs in there, you know, some tracks that I didn't expect them to, to, you know, gravitate towards and ones that I thought were appropriate. And it really helped because they were able to come back to me with just a few numbers and I was able to hone down exactly what um, my direction was going to be on it, on this. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, some of the curveballs that I threw in, they, they actually did gravitate towards. So it was good that I did that because oftentimes you can get way too far down the rabbit hole on something and then, um, you know, it, it sort of amps up your stress levels. Cause then when you, when you send it, if you get back, uh, this isn't the direction we were hoping for or what we wanted. Um, then, you know, that's, that's a rookie mistake. You know, you got to do mm-hmm. everything that you can on the outset to make sure that you don't get too far down that rabbit hole and you know what your, your direction is. And I thought that that was a pretty good way. Um, I actually talked to the guys, um, at uh, what's it called Oddbird about that too you know mm-hmm. I, I thought that they could do that together as a group yeah because um, they still haven't necessarily figured out what their musical direction was but they've got um, you know five members on their team mm-hmm. each one of them can pick five tracks and do the same thing of what they think might work and everybody yeah. just sits down and plays the game plays the tracks in the room and see you know w- which one is a head turner you know which one makes yeah. them go whoa what is this? This is feeling, this is feeling great. You know, mm-hmm. then you have a really solid direction as opposed to just one guy trying to find a reference or something like that. Yeah. That's usually how I uh, do my music too. Like if I ha- have something specific that I want to hear, I, I usually play the, the music while I'm playing the game I'm developing mm-hmm. just to see if it's right. Because sometimes I'll have like the craziest idea and it, I know it's going to be wrong, but I still need to hear it and see it together. Right. And if it works and you're like, yeah, dope. Like, well, that's the thing. The curveballs, uh, like that's what we used to always call them at eggplant when I worked there, curveballs. Because mm-hmm. we would always – like the client would give us a brief and we would do the brief. But we would always – every composer you know, par- uh, that was part of the brief would always have to throw in a curveball, mm-hmm. something that worked and that was different, different from the brief. And oftentimes the client would gravitate towards the curveball being like, whoa, that's something that I didn't think of. And that's really working, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's a a weird thing, but you have to, yeah. Like you said, you have to be, you have to do it while you're, while you're playing the game, while you're developing it or whatever. And just, um, you don't want to lose objectivity on it either. You know, obviously you want to switch it up and Mm -hmm. try different things, but yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's something that I started doing with these guys, and I've, I've sort of kept that going. Unless the you know developer has a very specific brief that they want, in which case that's what you go with, right? Yeah. But if they don't, I uh, I remember um, Felix, uh, what's his name on Twitter? Felix Arafin. He um, uh, he said to me, or he said in one of his talks, 
that um, at EGLX that the worst thing you could uh, get from a developer is just surprise me, just do whatever. You know, mm. And uh, I agree with that. You know, at that point, that's when I start to try and hone in on what they want before I get too far down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, composer FA at composer FA Felix Arapin. Oh yeah, yeah, I've talked to him before. Yeah, he's a good guy. Perfect. So, Shadow Heroes: Vengeance and Flames downloaded on Steam. <laughs> I RTS. have it. I just, I just downloaded it. That was yeah. I was trying to find that RTS I used to play in the '90s, and then I got onto the Supreme Ruler, and then that was it. Boom. Tangent. I'm gonna try and run this game while we do our podcast. Let's see how this goes. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Number three. Uh, Star Seed origin, origin developer uh, is released in Alpha Pit next month. Um, so this is from uh, Shane uh, McCaffrey. Uh, he had developed Word Forward, kind of a puzzle game back in the day, and so this is like a new one, kind of in the same realm. So uh, Alpha, Alpha Pit is a word game where you must clear a five by five grid of all the letter tiles, spelling out at least three letter words with each move. Levels are fixed, so you have to figure out the best tactic to clear the square as best as possible. Hmm. He gave me a code for this, and it's really fun. Um, and so it's going to be a free download uh, June 9th. Yeah, June 9th. Um, so there's a trailer there and and uh, and whatnot. And I linked to the Touch uh, Arcade article that kind of like talked about it a little bit more. So I'm straight up a fan of this guy. Since yeah. Star yeah, Starseed was dope. So uh, I like Starseed, man. Yeah. Another Patreon game, by the way. Um, no, nothing for Droid? Uh, no, I think he's mostly an iOS guy. Oh, I think Shane and I need to talk so I can bring over his games to the world of Android. Maybe he can help you bring over your game to the world of. Uh, uh, of maybe iPhone. there could be a collaboration. He's on the on the site as a as a contractor or whatever. So, mm, interesting. Reach out to him, bro. Does he not have his own podcast? Yeah, him and uh, yeah, it's actually good. We can chat. I want to look at it on. Uh, I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but I do want. I do want to. Yeah, he does a mobile one with um, Jim. I think oh, I'm blanking now. I gotta find it. <laughs> Shane McCaffrey, mobile video game podcast. Brett, say something while we're searching for this. Oh, I'm trying to run a game here. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're all just busy. <laughs> Jim Jim Squires, uh, Jimmy Canuck at Jimmy Canuck, um, he runs like OK Pixels, which is another. Oh, that. Yeah, okay. And he's, I haven't uh, listened to that yet. Yeah, so they're running a podcast too. Uh, Elephant Irish is that it? Elephant and Irishman. So you can follow them. Elephant and Irishman. Yeah, that's the name of the podcast. So they're on Twitter as uh, Elephant Irish. Um, and it's uh, yeah, it's Shane and then Jim. Uh, and OK Pixels is a good site too. They do content on like Canadian developers, so they have like uh, twice a month, I believe, or no, four times a month now. Um, they do um, like a, a really in-depth post on like games developed somewhere in Canada. So they've done Runbo, they've done some Toronto ones. They done uh, Runbo. They did Hard Circle as well. Um, sorry, not Hard Circle. Um, I was gonna say I don't remember talking <laughs> to these guys. No, the, the the name of the the thing was Hard Sell, so I just got that in my mm-hmm. head. But um, uh, Pixel Knots, they did one for them. 
um, and a few other ones too. So they have a podcast. So give it a listen. <clears throat> that could be another thing for hype. I but also fun. download Alpha Pit on June 9th. Yeah, that looks fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. I've, I played a little bit uh, the other night uh, during the Raptors game, actually. So. Cool. Yeah, I think it was Age of Empires. Is that the one you played? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think it was the first one, the original. Yo, Age of Empires was dope. So I think every, was- everyone probably played it. Yeah, yeah. Even I actually, I played that one, too. Because I, I had a group of friends who were like, really... There was a sequel, though. I thought that was the... Hold on. Let me look it up because I'll recognize the like front of the box or whatever. I think that was the first one I played, yeah. I think I... Uh, no, it doesn't look familiar either. I think it was Age of Empires 3 that I played. Yeah, I'm an OG Age of Empires over no, here. 2005? Yeah. No, it would have been, been normal Age of Empires then. Alright. Maybe. Um, That's that. Yeah, Alpha Pit. Cool. Check uh, it out. Um, again, we don't really have a topic. Although you went into some sound stuff, so that's good. Yeah, there's always sound stuff to talk about. There's always, there's always something to talk about. Always <laughs> at least one thing. Man, I yeah. We could talk about random stuff all day. We could talk about the games we play because mine's zero. But <laughs> I, I I did do mod tracking like for an entire week instead of play games. Just talk about that. What's mod tracking? <laughs> Do, have you never heard of that before? Mod tracking? Come on, know. Steve. <laughs> hey, well, Brett, why don't you explain it? <laughs> so mod tracking <laughs> is uh, it's like it, it's hard to explain. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try and break it down to the, the simplest four terms here. So it's pretty much just making beats done. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. Mod tracking is making beats and stuff. There you go. Um, I'm working on a project right now that uh, will remain remain nameless um, for the time being. But basically, um, I was working. It, it required. It was a chip tune project, essentially, right? And mod tracking is a way to write music with basically like the smallest footprint imaginable um, for audio, right? So it's like if you have an MP3 that's two minutes long, it's going to be two megabytes. You know, mm. if it's a wave, it's going to be twenty megabytes. But you could write the same length of music in a mod tracker and have it be seven kilobytes. You know what I mean? Or ten kilobytes. Right. Um, and it's a really weird way to write music because it's it's not horizontal like you would see in a regular sort of audio workstation like a Pro Tools or Logic or something like that. It's a mm. it's a vertical thing. It's it's very akin to uh, programming uh, languages, right? Where everything is vertical, everything is is written in essentially code. So you have to write out every single note by code, what octave that note is in, and then and to make it more interesting and more compelling, you add effects to every note, and that's how you get like those really fast, quick arpeggiation type sounds, and sliding and volume effects and whatnot. The cool thing about mod tracking is that there's zero um, digital signal processing. Like, there's no reverb, there's no delay, there's none of that fun stuff, distortion and whatnot that we can get um, mm-hmm. in modern workstations. You know what I mean? To make really cool music or really cool sounds, you have to do all that stuff um, in other ways. And uh, it's a really interesting way 
it's a very limiting way to write music, but at the same time with all those limitations, you can, like we talked about before in the podcast, you can get really compelling results because you're sitting there trying to figure out how to make something cooler, you know? And, uh, yeah, so I worked on this, I was working in Milky Tracker and they wanted authentic chiptune music and Milky Tracker can do that. Mm -hmm. Um, but it turns out that they didn't just want authentic chiptune music. They wanted authentic Famicom like Game Boy sound yeah. chiptune music, not not sort of the demo scene chiptune music that you get with like um, you know sort of the more modern, advanced chiptune artists that are out there. Um, it's more they wanted something that sounded very legit to an era. Mm-hmm. So I ended up having to redo all of the music that I did in Milky Tracker in Fami Tracker, and it was a really interesting learning experience for me because I realized how vastly different, sonically speaking, that Fami Tracker was from Milky Tracker. You know, they're so different, mm-hmm. and uh, like you just type, you just start typing in the notes. And you're like, wow, that takes me right back to playing Game Boy mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Like this, using the triangle. Uh, track for a baseline it makes you go holy crap i don't have to do anything i just create a cool baseline and that's it that's the, that's the track you know what i mean it's so nostalgic working with that um you know in that platform but yeah it's basically a way of writing chip tunes but you know with modern trackers you can actually write stuff that's way beyond chip tunes you can import your own samples piano acoustic guitar whatever it happens to be and write modern sounding music in them if you want I don't know why you'd want to do that because it's it's like pretty challenging. It's a good mental exercise. But uh, yeah, I, I have not played any games because I spent all my week just working on tracker music this week. Um, there's a guy on Twitter. He's a Toronto guy. Um, let me look up his Twitter. I think it's... Jeez. Um, uh, it's Gruber something at Gruber. Chris Gruber. Something like that. Chris Gruber. See Gruber. Um, I'm gonna have to look. I'm gonna have to look him up. I don't have my phone by me. Uh, but he posts. He works in Pico Eight. Um, have you done any Pico Eight stuff or messed around with that at all, Brett? Uh, nope. Um, it's an interesting little platform. You can make games in it. You can also make music in it. Mm. Um, his. Uh, I gotta. I gotta find him because he's actually. He's awesome. He comes up with a bunch of cool stuff. Gruber Music, I think, is his SoundCloud. Um, what is his Twitter? Uh, Twitter. Uh, Chris D. Gruber Music, is that it? Yes, right. Okay, so his, his Twitter is at Gruber underscore music, G-R-U-B-E-R underscore music. And he's constantly posting little sketches that he's doing in Pico 8. And they're really good. He's he's awesome at it. Um, he's always trying different things and just giving us little screen caps of what he's up to. Mm-hmm. So uh, check him out at Gruber Music um, for some pretty cool chiptune stuff. He's looking to expand into Milky Tracker and Family Tracker. He's kind of works exclusively in Pico A right now, but he actually recently released a, for free on on uh, SoundCloud, I believe, um, a playlist of him redoing all covers of all the old Zelda tracks. That's cool. In Pico 8. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, I think it's a pinned tweet at the top of his thing, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, done. The entire Zelda A Link to the Past soundtrack in Pico 8. So everything A Link to the Past, and he recreated it all in Pico 8 and put it up. Damn. 
Yeah, it's badass. I'm trying to find him. He's also like a really accomplished piano player. He teaches at U of T. So he's, you know, he's like legit musician. What's his name? Well, his his thing here is Chris is Chris D. Chris D. I don't know his last name. Gruber Music is I, I think Gruber is just his uh, sort of like a alias that he uses for the chiptune stuff. Uh, he's actually like he's a Juno nominated composer. Like he's mm-hmm. he tours around playing in, in his jazz quartet or trio. I'm not sure. I found him. Found his stuff. There we go. Yeah. No, he's 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 hitting up the he's hitting up the jams. He's doing his thing, man. He's great. He came by the studio like a uh, f- couple months ago just to check out kind of my workflow when I'm writing to picture and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And we just uh, had a chat. That's cool. Super nice guy. Yeah, check out his stuff. If you're interested in, in knowing at all what um, um, a mod tracker kind of looks like, uh, just go to at Gruber underscore music and just kind of scroll through his timeline. You can kind of see a very basic mod tracker and hear some of the stuff that it's capable of. Um, yeah, I'm listening to his uh, soundtrack right now mm-hmm. with the Pico 8. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, I mean, the advantages of having... Uh, doing music in a tracker is that it's limited and you can try and make the most of it. Pico mm-hmm. 8 is extremely limited. Like it's really even more limited than a regular tracker and uh, he makes <coughs> some really great sounding stuff out of it. <coughs> I should make an 8-bit game. Yeah, dude. Do it. Well, Dan, you can do the music for it. We'll make something. Yeah, but it's this Pico 8. I'll just call it I don't know what I'm going to call the game yet, but I'll just call it like 8. <laughs> Like, do you want to do something in Pico? Uh, no, I'll do something in Unity, but... Cool. But you could do the music in Pico. Yeah, but... Or or, or Fami or Milky. Mm. We might have to do that for Pixel Jones. Well, I wrote... I wrote, um, I wrote some of the music... Uh, the music I gave to you, I wrote in Milky. Oh, okay. But, uh, but I could... Uh, like I said, Fami has a much more nostalgic sound to it mm-hmm. you know I mean without going into too much detail basically family is just like very basic waves triangle and, and square waves and that's it um, but yeah. they just sound very distinct you know so that's just it yes Brett um, what games have you been playing any games or have you just been making chip tunes uh, yeah, well, aside from helping Dan with his stuff, you know, because he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> you know, I had to get in there, drop some beats. Um, yeah, I've been, I've been, of course, I've been playing games. I've been playing, uh, what have I been playing? Overwatch, a lot of Overwatch. Oh, how is it? Uh, it's, it's pretty good. Like, it's, it's good, you know. You don't sound whatever. too, like, yeah, you don't sound too crazy about it, though. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not like those kids out there that are like snorting blizzard crack over this game it's like i've played this experience already thanks for repackaging it that's cool four out of ten it's simple intriguing it's it's fun it's cool ish but you know it is what it is Mm -hmm. it's not like a groundbreaking revolutionary game experience it's tf2 wrapped with different with different characters or any other FPS to be the to be that blunt. It's not a new experience. So, 
is new for Blizzard and them doing it. So it has that special Blizzard magic touch to it. But at the end of the day, it's the same. It's the same as anything else. So and actually, I'm kind of getting bored of it right now. It's so. just like a cartoony first-person shooter. Yeah, class-based, whatever. Pretty much. Yeah, true. And yeah, everyone's and been talking about it. So no unique identifying mechanic about it. Uh, unique identifying mechanic about it. Anything? Hmm. I guess like you could say, well, all the characters have special abilities once they like power up. So I guess that's kind of unique. They get a special ability. Team Fortress Two has that, doesn't it? Uh, <clears throat> can't the spy like take over people and stuff? And yeah, like Team Fortress Two is done every everything that that Overwatch has done has already been done in TF2. Um, so that that's the thing. Like TF2's already done it. So I'm trying to think of something unique for Overwatch, and there's they do different abilities. How about that? Yay. <laughs> But the thing is, like, I think like what they wanted, like, I think what Blizzard tried to do or want people to do as their interesting mechanic is uh, they want you to rely a lot more on your team, like team based interactions. So if like so and so has a certain squad out there and you're not able to counteract that squad with what you have, they expect you to alt out into another character and play that character to win the game. So you don't really get time to focus on one main main character all the time. They want you to actively rotate out so you can change the scenario of gameplay as it's unfolding. Right. Um, I don't think that really works because a lot of people don't uh, swap out uh, swap out enough to help change the balance or turn the tides of the battle, so to speak. Because there's people that are like, yeah, I'm playing sniper the whole game, and you're like, but we're on, we're like, we're attacking. We we don't need a sniper at this point in time. Like, we have to push to the objective and dominate. So it's it's you know it's the same stuff, just Blizzard. It's it's nothing new. Four to ten. <laughs> Fair enough. But uh, yeah, like, and I'm I'm starting to get a little bored of it already. Like, I played it when it launched. I played the beta. Uh, I was in the beta, open beta for it. Um, then I I bought it and I played it for since it's been launched. I guess it's been a week now. But now I'm like bored. I'm just like, yep, same shit, different pile. Nine point four. Yeah, wow. everyone's like just all over it. Yeah. But if you want the real review by me, it's four out of ten. <laughs> Nothing. There's nothing new, and people can come at me on Twitter. Do it. I'll I'll tear you a new one. <laughs> come at me. Because, yeah, if, if there's those what, what, guys out there. Why don't you are, not ask for a fight on Twitter? If, if there's those kids out there that are like, oh, this is the second coming of FPSs, I'll be like, no, you need no, you need to get educated on games. So, um, but yeah, I've been playing a lot of that, and a little bit of Rocket League here and there. Not too much this week. Right. Yeah, that's all. That's all I've been playing. Cool. Do we count real sports? Like I went outside and did an activity. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, went outside and played, did some activities too. Yeah, what'd you get up to? I I've been playing a lot of basketball. Nice. It's working go. on my shot. It's it's so rusty. I played it. So it's kind of okay. It's a game. We could talk about a quick game of hoops. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> not. That's <I'm not laughs> funny. I'm not shitting on you for wanting to talk about basketball. 
we're not talking about other people playing it though. We're talking about ourselves playing it. So it's a different area. So I was just at the the local uh, nets yesterday, and this guy, he's like, "Do you want to play a game of twenty one?" And I have okay. I've only been shooting like back actively shooting for like this week, so I'm rusty and I'm fat. Like. <laughs> I'm super overweight and this guy wants to play like a one-on-one 21 <laughs> and I just look at him. I'm like, no, I don't want to. So then he, I, and I tell him like, outright, I'm like, no, I'm not in shape to do that. So then I, like a little bit goes on and he comes back back again. He's like, do you want to like, he asked me again to play and I'm like, do you, okay. think, he, do you think you lost weight in that time or something? <laughs> no, I don't know. So I played him and I'm like, okay, I can do this. And I beat him three games. Nice. <laughs> but no, I was dead afterwards. Like I came home and just laid on my floor. I was like, why did I do this to my body? <laughs> it's like, yeah. If anyone out there was watching us play, they were probably like, what is this fat dude doing? <laughs> was he? But, how in shape was he? Was he? Was oh, he dude. He was like, like this skinny, like, like. He was just a super skinny dude, like, looked like he could outrun me all day. Oh, well, then, but you can just push him out or whatever. Yeah, that's the thing. I played really good defense, and uh, he was making really crappy shots. His shot selection was low, so I was able to win. There you go. It was was brutal, though. My whole body was dead. Like, by the time I got home, I was just laying there. My knees were dead. My back was dead. (laughs) It was just like, oh, I went went all out, though. I had to. (laughs) It was hot as hell yesterday, too. Yeah, like I was dead, man. <laughs> it was great. It was worth it. But nice. yeah, I won three games. There you go. So screw that guy. Yep. I'll, I hope to see him on the courts again. We'll play again. There you go. If he's listening to this podcast, <laughs> open challenge. Doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it was funny because yeah, he definitely he's not a guy who plays games because he's like you know it's, he said something along the lines is like yeah man it's so much better to be out here playing playing on the courts and sitting inside playing like <laughs> playing games on your tablets and I'm like what <laughs> what is this guy he's trash talking me <laughs> does he like know no nah, he doesn't know who I am um, it's funny it was good it was good I'm going uh, yeah it was good it was a good day there so. you go nice what are you playing. Uh, right now I'm playing Infinite. What's this game? Nonstop Night, um, which is just like another sort of click game. Uh, but mm. you level up, but your night like kind of goes around this like dungeon area, and you just kind of kill enemies and stuff like that. But it's just, it's similar to like all these like clicking games where you just kind of tap and and slowly progress forward. Mm. Uh, I bought Dying Light because it was on sale. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and I made the smart move of buying like four games in the last like three three weeks. So I still haven't beaten Uncharted because I just kind of was in a dying light mood. Um, so yeah, other than that, not really much. Didn't I'm really surprised get... you didn't crush Uncharted. I thought you would just crush it. I crushed the like first like half, mm-hmm. um, and then just like other stuff kind of came up. And I'm in like a really super difficult area right now. Like the the I'm in chapter like 19 or so. Like I'm definitely in the last like couple hours of the game yeah but this area i'm in with uh is just really really tough really hard do you play on like expert i'm playing on hard you're playing on hard yeah is that the hardest (laughs) no there's there's crushing it's crushing um but and you need to get you need to be crushing to get the trophy like there's trophy for it but i read online that um 
the cheat you you like unlock cheats like later on as you find more treasures like unlimited ammo and stuff like that and you can use those in like later difficulties and they don't disable the trophies right right so i've just always played on hard because that's just how i always played those games but this one's just like a little bit tougher i don't really know why maybe i'm just kind of i don't know just having more difficult time than the past games because i've always kind of started off as playing hard Mm. um but this one's kind of got me pretty good These, these last few like levels have been really really tough so but it's still awesome it's still like such a great game um, real four to ten there, Brett. <laughs> I don't think you can do four out of ten. I can't. I'm not allowed to give a game a four out of ten. No. Why not? Because <laughs> that's Fred's not how store, you man. That's not how you review things. <laughs> but what if I think a game is a four out of ten? All right then. Like Okami on PS2, that game was garbage. Whoa! Everyone loves it. Uh, four to ten. Yeah, there, four to ten. There, I said it. Uh, come at me, haters. <laughs> <laughs> I would just like to uh, make it publicly known that I would like nobody to come at me. Don't come at me because I like everything. All right, Brad and <laughs> 10 I. Ten out of ten. Brad <laughs> and I will protect you. It's all good. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Sure. There you go. <laughs> ten out of ten. All right, let's wrap this up. Uh, if you want to follow Brad and all his adventures, you can do so at Brad Meeser at TV Smoke, at Game Dev Drinks, at Hard Circle on Twitter. Uh, If you want to learn more about chiptunes, follow Composing Dan, at Composing Dan. Um, And check out the site, trontogamedos.com, review us on iTunes, um, all that stuff. Post us on Reddit, share us on Twitter, Facebook, all those good things. Uh, And we'll see you next week. Later. Peace.